Welcome to Tips for the Transition, where we have deep, meaningful conversations about how significant changes can affect us, our families, relationships, and careers, and how we can move through those changes with more ease and grace. I'm your host, Maria Tomas Keegan, Certified Career and Life Coach for Women, and I'm here to help you navigate the messy seasons of life. In the fifth season of the podcast, we'll focus on career transition because in this post-pandemic world, many women are re-examining how they think and feel about their work lives. So we answer big questions like, who am I now? And how do I move on from here? The resources we create with each episode can help women move from panic to powerful and from rocky to resilient. So if you're ready to consider new options, be inspired, and meet incredible women who are on this life journey with us, you're in the right place. This is Tips for the Transition. On today's show, I'm going to share some tips and tea with me. It's another special solo episode which I do periodically, to share some thoughts about topics that come up frequently with my clients. So today, I'm talking about perfectionism and how to tame it. I know something about this subject because I've been a bit of a perfectionist in my time, and I came to realize how detrimental it was to my sense of value and self-esteem. I've adopted a new label for myself, taking a cue from Brene Brown. I call myself now a recovering perfectionist and an aspiring good enoughist. Now I've done a lot of reading about this human condition, this obsession, as I've worked on healing the perfectionist in me. So it's easy for me to recognize the traits in others. Some of my clients struggle with it too. So I thought I'd share what I've learned about perfectionism, how to tame it, and how to move toward the good enough-ist on my own personal scale of achievements. Now when I think about how I approach a project or a relationship, or my business, I see two paths, the pursuit of excellence or the perfectionist road. This distinction was a huge aha for me. I didn't realize there were two options. I thought I could only pursue perfection to be worthy of success, love, or admiration. What I learned about pursuing excellence is that I could strive to be better rather than hold myself to impossible standards. I could ground myself in hope and faith of the best outcome instead of feeling dissatisfied and disappointed. And I could create an environment for my personal and professional growth, as opposed to feeling ashamed and unworthy because I couldn't do anything right as I saw it. The other thing I learned is that perfectionists and pursuers of excellence 
might have very similar characteristics. We're both driven, detail-oriented, right? and, de and we demand a lot of ourselves. And we often achieve, maybe overachieve, with great results from the efforts. Here's where we part company, though. Pursuers of excellence allow themselves to make mistakes. In fact, they often look to fail fast so they can succeed faster. Then they learn from their mistakes and failures and move on to the next step, building resilience along the way. And here's another thing that pursuers of excellence do. They seek feedback from others so they can leverage new ideas and perspectives. And they celebrate the small successes along the way to keep them motivated to press on. Now let's look at how the perfectionist might behave. When things go wrong, they get stuck and beat themselves up for not doing it correctly. They are their own worst critic and they don't take criticism well from others because they feel judged for being unworthy or inept. They are never satisfied and they dwell on their failures and can't even see what they might have done right. For sure, that describes the old me to a T. I would make myself sick with migraine headaches, just trying to be perfect. But after that aha discovery, it felt as if a huge and heavy burden was lifted. It was then I decided I could become a recovering perfectionist who now does her level best to be a pursuer of excellence or a good enough-ist. I now believe that when I aspire to do my best, given where I am, what I know, and what resources I have at my disposal at the time, that's all I can do. And it's good enough. My standards are still high, they are my best. They can't get any higher than that. My motivation is high too, because I'm moving forward, learning, applying, adapting, and getting the best outcome possible at the time. Pursuing excellence, not perfection. When I mentioned making myself sick, over trying and failing at being perfect all the time. I read an article that hit home. The author is Daniela Levy, and she described my condition very well in this article she wrote as a recovering perfectionist. She said this, pushing yourself a little is crucial for growth, but powering through and pushing yourself consistently beyond your limits comes at a cost. 
you become less resilient, less happy, and less motivated. And everyone around you suffers too. You've had that overachieving friend or acquaintance, might even be you, who is constantly exhausted and never has time or energy for anything other than school or work or their project or whatever. The thrill of achievement is addictive and these people may think it will make them happy, but it won't. When they've been using their accomplishments to supply them with a feeling of self-worth, one day they'll burn out or hit a plateau and the well of accomplishments and self-worth will run dry. Think about that. Resonate with you? That's a dangerous path to go down. And that's the one I was on. So do you recognize yourself in this description? Here's what I know for sure. Perfectionism is not a never-ending, inevitable condition. It's a predisposition we have. And you can choose to name it and limit its control on you. Okay, let's move on to the tips that might help you to tame the perfectionist in you. First, notice when the perfectionist traits are showing up. Are you obsessing over being the perfect wife, mom, part-time homeschooling teacher, friend, daughter, career woman? That is exhausting. Are you doing and redoing things until they're just right? Become aware. So you can choose to change your approach. Next, mind your thoughts. We perfectionists tend to think the worst of ourselves and the outcomes, especially when things aren't going our way. We get caught up in negative thinking and beat up ourselves. Catch yourself when that happens. Choose a phrase that reminds you that you're falling back into the old patterns. Uh, the, the, the phrase, the, the one I used is, I'm at it again, enough of that. So figure out what your phrase is. Mine stopped me in my tracks so I could pivot from there. Another thing that helps is to reserve judgment of others when they don't measure up to your perfectionist standards. It helps when you show compassion and patience with others. Some of that will rub off on you too. Compassion and patience. That leads me to the next tip. Be kind to yourself. Honor who you are and what value you bring to your family, friends, colleagues, and career. Be forgiving of yourself and others as you strive to step into this good enough world. Speak to yourself 
as if you were speaking to your dearest friend or a loved one. That will allow you to be at your best. Then I invite you to make a list of all your best qualities, including the beautiful relationships you enjoy and as many meaningful experiences for which you were grateful. This list will remind you that you are worthy of love, you're admired, and you are enough. Step into the power of that. This next tip is an important one. Decide for yourself, what is your best? What is your new standard of thinking and operating? Can you do what I did and modify your belief about who you need to be in any given situation? Can you aspire to do your best given the current circumstance, what you know, and the resources available to you at the moment? When you embrace that belief, you'll understand that it's all you can do, and that's good enough. And if you surround yourself with people who are also pursuing excellence, not perfection, they will become your role models and mentors. Mirror what you admire and adopt new approaches and perspectives so they become your own. I have two more tips for you to tame the perfectionist in you. Stop to celebrate your small victories. Instead of dwelling on what went wrong, focus on what went right, however small that was. Take time to applaud your successes and allow that to motivate you to move forward. And lastly, I want you to know that Making changes like these can be a challenge, and you never have to do it alone. It was tough for me at first to notice when I was a perfectionist because it was so ingrained in my behavior. It took someone who cares about me to point it out so I could see it. So don't be afraid to ask for help in any of these areas if you're struggling. As I mentioned, many of my clients suffer because they want everything in their lives to be perfect. Well, we live in an imperfect world and trying to live up to an ideal standard is a recipe for feeling like a failure. So aside from helping them to tame the perfectionist, I also help them create a firm foundation for moving forward so they can enjoy their successes and their pursuit of excellence. The starting point is to understand where they are right now. It is from there that my clients can move forward. Deep self-assessments are the key to begin the journey. Then getting grounded in their core values is the first foundational element we build. Some of the other factors are creating a crystal clear vision of their future so they know where they want to go from here and who they want to become. Next, I help them define their voice, 
so they can listen to understand and speak to be heard. And finally, I teach them to put their values and vision into a strategic action plan so they can make the dream happen. They get to step back into their power and learn to thrive. I've learned that perfectionism has no place in a plan like that, but the pursuit of excellence does. If you'd like to learn more about my signature program called Five Petals of Power and the four different ways you can engage with it, type the link at the bottom of your browser to get all the details. I appreciate you for spending this time with me. I hope these tips will help you to set your standards high and tame the perfectionist in you so you can strive to be your best, which is perfectly imperfect. And that's good enough. Thank you for being a part of our community. My mission as a coach is to share resources with women like my book, my program, and these recordings. So the tips and life strategies can help you when life turns your world upside down. I want to help you to put the pieces back together again in a new way so you can turn yourself right side up again. I teach women how to move from panicked to powerful and from rocky to resilient. Feel free to share the show with the women in your life so none of us will ever again feel like we are alone. And if you need to chat for guidance and support, please feel free to reach out. Many of us have gone through challenging times and we're here to help you get through your journey with more ease and grace. I believe it's our time to thrive. Will you join me on that ride? Till next time, I'm Maria Tomas-Keegan. <laughs>